Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. It's our special Emmy nominations hangover episode. Netflix takes over HBO. What does it mean and what's next? Ryan Murphy's FX Versace cast sweeps, but who are the biggest snubs? Where do the Emmys make flubs? Plus some Emmy nomination surprises. I'm Alina Vision. All that and more on Meet the Hollywood Press for Sunday, June 15th, 2018. And now your host and editor-in-chief of Meet the Hollywood Press, Joseph Kapsch. And I have, in addition to the show, as you can see, the lovely and very smart Alina Vision has joined the Meet the Hollywood Press team to basically um, keep me in line, we'd say, (laughs) and help me out a little bit um, as we navigate um, each week's discussion. Alina, just tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you've been doing here in Hollywood. Absolutely. I'm so excited to join the team. Love the show. Um, I'm a former E! News online host, and I also host and produce for Black Hollywood Live, and I have a weekly uh, special digital show called The Pop-Off all about pop culture. We're welcome. Yes. Welcome to the team. We're very happy to have you. Thank you. So, and without further ado, I'm going to um, welcome my esteemed panel. I can say that with a with a smile and, and very proud. Thank you both for coming, first of all, on a Sunday in the hot summer uh, California weather. I have Deborah Bierbaum, uh, the executive editor of television for Variety with us, and Scott Feinberg, um, award columnist for The Hollywood Reporter. Welcome both of Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So we're going to dive in, because there's so much. I know the three of us could probably talk about Emmys all day, but I want to dive in, and I just sort of want to start off here with just Emmy takeaways. Like, give me, um, Scott, what you would say, you're seeing someone in an elevator, what's the first thing that comes to mind right now about these Emmy nominations? We may have had something of a changing of the guard this year, even if it's just symbolic. Uh, the the numbers have flipped. To the For the first time in 18 years, HBO is not the number one most nominated network it is actually a streamer netflix that edged it by four this year four nominations again you know it's not like hbo has been vanquished and is going away they still did very very well but it is indicative i think reflective of just how people's people have accepted streaming and really embraced the the programming that they have to offer in so many different areas Deborah, what would you say? I would absolutely 100% agree with that. It comes down to bragging rights in this town. We know it's nothing if not bragging rights. Yeah. But I also think if you look at the totals gone by Amazon and Hulu, that also says that the streamers are here to say. Mm-hmm. In, fact, in fact, if you add up all the total number of nominations across all the streamers, it's more than the broadcast networks. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is also a big changing yeah. of the guard. How do the two of you feel about that, um, though, just in terms of, do you think it was, like, inevitable with Netflix just for the pure amount that they produce so much more hours of programming? Like, it's like, I feel like, like you said, we're, we can't write off HBO. Yeah. HBO's got powerful shows, really good shows still, but it feels like we always want to, like, 
not us in the press so much, but people just always want to sort of criticize right away. Oh, something something happened. We need to analyze this. But wasn't it pure? It was going to happen because they produce so much more. There's more to choose from. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, they, they went deep, and they went deep across a number of categories. They've yeah. got documentaries. They've got comedy specials. They've got a lot of shows and a lot of content out there. Yeah. But also, a lot of their nominations just came out of a handful of shows that got a lot of nominations, too. Yeah. So I think, you know, yes, it's about bragging rights, and yes, there are a lot of asterisks and caveats, and we'll see what happens when it actually comes to Emmy wins, because that in itself is going to be a huge conversation. Yeah. But I think for now, it's it, it's a statement for sure. And it's kind of a gut punch at a time that H, for HBO at a time when, you know, it's not it's not something that feels particularly good anyway because they are they are a part of the Time Warner family that was just acquired by AT&T and yes. their new, you know, overseers are saying things are going to be changing here in a yeah. major way even before the nominations which sort of is uh, you know, it's not going to help matter. So I think it's it's definitely a a period where HBO's dominance. It's hard to imagine that Netflix is is going to become less of a player in the coming years. No. And by the way, coming next year is Apple. And they've got huge talent behind them and really high-profile projects. Jennifer Aniston and Reese. Hello. (laughs) At this point, there's no one that's not doing a TV show. So, I mean, I think it's only going to get more competitive going forward. Do you think the Netflix, like all the talk when, you know, when we were reading across all of the different um, uh, publications that were covering this, though, do you do you think that it was overkill that everyone was like, oh, Netflix, Netflix, or do you feel that it was like justified to point this out in the way that we all pointed it out? It, look, it's a sexy headline, and to your point, it's only four nominations. It wasn't yeah. like they beat them by double digits. It wasn't like mm-hmm. HBO totally wasn't in part of the conversation. I think it just comes down to, like I said earlier, bragging rights. I think everyone got a little overexcited right. about it, yeah. especially on the heels of the headlines about what their strategy is going to be going forward. It remains to be seen, and let's have this conversation again. I was going to say the Monday after the Emmys. The Emmys are on a Monday night, so the Tuesday after right. the yeah. Emmys, and see where they actually stand. And, if, and things, you know, so easily could have been, you know, if, what, would we be sitting here talking about this if five nominations had gone a different way for and Netflix didn't get them? I mean, they did some creative things this year, to their credit, like yeah. putting Fuller House in the family programming category, so yeah. Fuller House is now an Emmy nominee. Yeah. Things like that where... I think they, which was smart. Yeah, no, right. well, by the way, smart. It was very way, smart. 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 Yeah. Yeah, and I think fun. they really wanted for them. This was a huge goal for years when they got into original programming with Lillehammer, House of Cards, all of this. The goal mm-hmm. was to be able to to compete with HBO for HBO for all those years when starting with The Sopranos. Um, you know, this was their this was their area, and so yeah. to take them on and beat them was a big thing. Do you think this gives an edge, like, uh, for the audience, listen, like, with Ryan Murphy and Shonda Rhimes sign- signing these huge deals to leave their network, you know, network homes and go to Netflix, do you think this gives them an even bigger edge now with the con- with the shows they're going to produce for Absolutely. Netflix? Okay. Absolutely. No one wants to make a show that no one sees and doesn't get any award recognition. And yeah. I mean, I think, you know, all due respect to stars, they put out some really great shows this year, Counterpart yeah. and Howard's End, and they didn't get any Emmy recognition. So I think the problem is, is when you've got big talent that's out there shopping and thinking, where am I going to go? I want to go somewhere where people are going to pay attention to my show. Pay attention to the show, or the and the right audience paying attention to the show. Yeah, I mean, this is the cool place to be right now. Yeah. Any th- things things can change quickly, but it's hard to imagine that for the next few years, at least, Netflix wouldn't be, you know, the place to be. And even you know, for Netflix, I think they probably look in in the world of streaming at Amazon and Hulu. And while it was 
up, you know, it was not ideal for Hulu to be the first one to win a, uh, the first streamer to win a series award last year with The Handmaid's Tale. Um, that was definitely not something they were thrilled about. I, th- I don't think they'll be thrilled if Marvelous Mrs. Maisel from Amazon wins yeah. comedy series this year, which could happen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, without, ne- I think that's the next sort of marker for Netflix. They need to actually deliver on some of these major nominations right. and, and win somewhere. Do you, Alina, as a, um, the generation right now, have you cut the cord? Oh, already? yes. I cut you the have. cord. And okay. I love the streaming aspect yeah. of everything. I'm yeah. into the Netflix, the Hulus, the Amazon Primes, all of that. So this is definitely right down my stream. And Some, I can see why Netflix got the nominations that they did. Any yeah. favorites like uh, that are in the race right now? Love The Crown. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. Uh, the Americans... Yeah, I think their final season this year completely pulled it out. Definitely, they stuck that landing. Yeah. Do you think that there's so much industry goodwill that they have enough? Actually, I saw in both articles on on Variety and Hollywood Reporter, pretty much there could be a win for them, right? Finally, for the Americans. For the Americans. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love the Americans. The problem is you yeah. have to look at the rest of the category, yeah. and then yeah. you've got a tough competition. I, mean, I think one of the toughest races to call, frankly, is the drama series race, yeah. and I do think it's going to come down to Game of Thrones or Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Give me but a, Carrie, I just want to say, like, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be please. totally shocked if something happened with like Carrie Russell pulling it out. I think it's not. Yeah. I wouldn't bet on it. Right. But you've got <laughs> Elizabeth Moss and Claire Foy, who I think people are assuming it's probably between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, people have not infrequently won for the final season of a show yes. that, right. and she's as you know liked as anybody I think mm-hmm. and respected. And I think something like I don't think Matthew Reese is going to be beating the people he's up against, which we could get into. But yeah, we some, yeah. somewhere I feel like there's going to be a, an urge to give it something. I hope so. I love yeah. that. You know, I think that show really delivered on its final season, and I think when a show does that, there's that tendency to want to reward it, which yeah. may play into Game of Thrones too. There yeah. may be a sense True. of you know what, we can wait till next season right. to reward Game of Thrones. It's had a long, steady yeah. run. So I think it'll be curious to see how that kind of plays out in the final stretches. Yeah, right. So then just um, pivoting for a second here off the nominations but just the the award ceremony itself then how much longer then do we think that the networks are going to want to because I mean <laughs> what is your thoughts on that because it's like saying hey everybody here's all the shows that don't air on our network uh, as it's you're like, watching the award right. show it's like throwing a party that you don't get to go right. to I mean it's really it's really <laughs> tough I mean I think it's going to be really hard and the, and the problem is they're in the midst of renegotiating that contract right now so yeah. this couldn't have come at a worse right. time yeah. you know they pay a lot of money for those rights they pay a lot of money and frankly with diminishing returns um, no one watches the award shows anymore yeah, so you think one of the streamers would just scoop it up? Well, Let's... an early um, indicator of where we're going might be to see what ends up happening with the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. which yeah. have not yet. It's we're getting late in the yes. season, and they still haven't locked up their next deal. I still think they're probably going to end up back at NBC. NBC. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this is a place where if the streamers are interested in getting into, you know, they clearly want to do more with live programming. Yep. and um, that would be an interesting move. But I, it just just as a quick like film world connection here yeah there i've been reading just for other reasons some history about um a period in the late 40s of of the film world Mm -hmm. where they had a similar dilemma at the oscars they were the ones that basically founded and financed the studios founded and financed this ceremony to promote their own product and then by the mid to late 40s indies 
and non-major studios, studios are winning, winning, and they actually pulled their financing. They, yeah. they were, the Oscars were, I think there are headlines in Variety and The mm-hmm. Hollywood Reporter saying, it looks like that's it for the Oscars. But eventually people realize <laughs> there's still some promotional value, even if you're not winning, if you get your talent out there and somebody like This Is Us, I think, so this year it's on It's on NBC. NBC. You're going to see a lot of yeah. This Is Us right. yes. and a lot of new fall programming. And who's the host? SNL's Michael right. Chan. Michael Chan. Which yeah. you guys and lead, produced by Lauren Michaels, right? So. Which you lead me to, great segue. You're already <laughs> providing me with as we move into like the snubs and 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 sort of surprises. This is us, Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore, Mandy Moore, really, people, Mandy Moore. I don't. We were just talking about yeah. this. Okay. I don't understand how you watch This Is Us. Yeah. You recognize Milo and Sterling, very deserving, and you don't recognize Mandy Moore. Yeah. And I know it's always hard to talk about snubs because then it becomes a question of who shouldn't be on the list. Right. But come on, Mandy Moore was. She carries that show. She's in every scene. She's in every decade of their lives. That to me was a shock. And they left her out last year too. And if you look at of the major program categories, drama series, comedy series. And you know you could even well let's just take those two. Yeah, you've got that. This is the highest nomination you can give to a show, and yet look how many of them are missing at least one lead mm-hmm. from an acting nomination. Game of Thrones, they didn't nominate Kit Harrington or Amelia, uh, Clark. Amelia Clark, which is also kind of again. Cool. If it's you watch weird. the show, right. <laughs> how do you not nominate this? This is us, Mandy. Understand. They didn't nominate uh, Glow or Chrissy Metz or Chrissy Metz. Glow, yeah. no Allison Brie. Um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, no Ellie Kemper. So that's a little weird. That so that's so almost who's the starring trend. in these shows? A trend. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, who's starring in these shows that are getting nominated? Right. And I think, look, it's interesting too because if you look at sort of how deep they went on other shows, like they right. went really deep on Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. They went really deep on The Crown. Like yeah. they were, they like, clearly and Versace. Yes. I mean, they like nominated people that you were like, I didn't know the person was in the right. show. Right. So like, right. they if they love the show, they <laughs> love the show. So these <laughs> so these snubs are surpri- You know, are yeah. pretty surprising. Do you think that okay for all all the hands made tell just as viewers, do you think it deserves the amount of rec- awards recognition? I'm a fan of Handmaid's yeah. Tale. I know okay. there was a lot of debate about the, f- the second season. I okay. thought it was really strong. It was tough to watch. I think it's tough to watch given the headlines and the world that we're living in right now. But they were faced with an unwinnable task. They had finished pretty much the book. They had yeah. to create a world for the second season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so how are they going to do that? And they went there. They took some creative risks. But I think the performances are just astounding. You know, it's tough to watch. It's hard. But I think it's you know, but I think in terms of world building and creation and production design, yeah. I think they delivered. Oh, no, it's terrific, and it, and it's going to be interesting to see if it can defend it. It's win last year because last year, uh, or it's win from last year because last year it was up like, not against Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was ineligible last year. Now Game yeah. of Thrones comes back and talk about apples and oranges. Like, this, yeah. how do you even compare these two shows? Um, they're both do what they do so well, but. I would guess the edge is now back with Game of Thrones. I think so, too. I mean, it's hard. I mean, I think it comes also down to timing. We were talking about this, too. Does it help The Handmaid's Tale is now top of mind right now? The finale just aired. Just aired, As we're having this conversation, Game of Thrones feels like it aired a year ago, which it probably did. So how does that play out when it comes down to actually voting? Well, ballots are, yeah, well, when when are ballots due? Uh, like when will they actually vote? There's some time. I think it's... It's August. It's it's August. It's August. So So, yeah, they definitely got time. Yeah. Um, so, just really quickly about Mandy Moore. Do you think that's just um, and I, because there's just more competition in the female category? Like, what? What if you had to put your finger on it, Scott? Like, what would you say? Why? Does well, she if get you snubbed? look at the lead actress of a drama series, I mean, first of all, let's remember that the two snubs that we're talking about for lead actress in a drama series, Amelia Clark for 
Game of Thrones and Manny Mort. Both of yeah. them were were competing last year, or excuse me, in past years. Last year for Mandy, two years ago for Amelia in the supporting acting category. Yeah. So maybe it was a miscalculation to put Kit Harrington and Amelia, for instance, in this category. And Mandy, they they, yeah. you know, sort of being the biggest fish in a smaller pond might have been better for them. But also yeah. they're up against some pretty formidable competition. You were always going to have of the six slots, you were always going to have Claire Foy, you were always going to have Elizabeth Moss, and you were always going to have Carrie Russell, and probably Evan Rachel Wood, based on how much they seem to like Westworld. And even. they love Westworld. Yeah. Talk about yeah. going deep. They went deep on Westworld. Yeah. Am I going to get lynched for saying that um, I don't hate Westworld, but I feel like I need a map to understand <laughs> Westworld? Right? I agree with you. I always say true. I have to read seven blogs to understand yes, to what understand I just it. watched. It's like, okay, I it's just watched show. it, now let me go read, like, right? just like yeah. you said, to understand what just happened. But you know what? And we were talking about this earlier. The most amazing stat of maybe the whole day is that yeah. instead of Amelia Clark or Mandy Moore from these behemoth of shows, yeah. the two other cat the two other slots in that category go to two great performers, but from BBC America shows. Yeah. I don't know if many people can even find that on their <laughs> go BBC America. So we're all know. about our anglophilia right now. I mean, yeah. Sandra O oh delivered a tremendous performance. My panic was that was one of my favorite shows of the season. I was panicked that it was going to get any nominations. Right. Yeah. But then to the, have Tatiana Maslany, who is completely deserving. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I don't even think she was in the conversation. When did Orphan Black? Well, it's been a long time. It's, it's yeah. been a while. Well, there was some chatter, like because there's always like the Tatiana stands on mm-hmm. on Twitter that yeah. really like pull for her. Yeah. And as a person who's not like running a daily news site currently every day, when I saw her name, I thought like, wait a minute, did I sleep for like a whole? <laughs> yeah, week? Right. Like, why is she on? Like I, I had to check myself. Now the Sandra O oh thing. Um, we do have to acknowledge that she's the first um, Asian American to get a nomination. Yeah. Are we almost still just sick of these that we have to have those headlines? And yes, because I, 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 I know I am, and I know we need to, but it's like upsetting that we have to. Well, have it took them. us a little while to just confirm that it was actually the case <laughs> yes, now, yes. because like you know when we, anyway, it's an interesting. And then Darren Chris, it turns out I didn't know this is part. Asian. Yes, he's so yes. Filipino. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and yeah. people had to like research mm-hmm. that to yeah. find out, but it was I'm like... I'm tired of having the first conversation. Yeah. I need to like... Yeah. But I will say this, and I think one of the headlines we should talk about the nominations is it's really well representative diversity. Yeah. Yes. You know, we had... There were so many conversations about Oscar So White, which mm-hmm. you can speak to, mm-hmm. but I think the Emmys are like, yep, that's not our problem. We're yeah. good. We got this covered. Well, they also they don't do. have a zillion more categories. So, sure. But either mm-hmm. way, for the, for the Film Academy, they just look at this and probably envy... Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Glad put out a statement complimenting them on their they nominations. Did. The <laughs> only did. statements the team, the film academies ever gotten are like, you guys are a disgrace. So that's... Well, we're glad they put a statement out yes. for something. Yes. Yes. So yes. We were waiting to hear from them on the other casting thing last week, but that, I'm not going to oh, digress right, on that. Right, right. But um, do you think, though, it's a pure case of there's more content? Like, why do they not have the problem that the Oscar Academy It's a lot has? of content. There's a lot of okay. content. And I think, look, we're... I'm, and I don't mean to say TV is perfect yet. It's by far, far from perfect. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that has me completely outraged is the lack of women in the directing and writing categories. Yes. I mean, that's just an embarrassment. In this day and age, where we are right now, women have done yeah. an amazing amount of work and really, you know, recognize, you know, worth, work that's worthy of recognition. Sorry. Yeah. And it's like the fact that there's only one nominee each in the drama categories mm-hmm. for writing and directing for women is shocking. Shocking. So, yes, it has a lot to do about all the categories that are out, that are out there, but I think it's also about awareness. And 23,000 voters, you've got, you know, it's 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 much more inclusive just literally by having that many people who are in the entertainment industry be be voters and i think yeah. you get that reflected a little bit more in 
certain categories. Do you? Okay, so there was something that stood out to me um, in the in the snub category. The late night uh, host category was really fascinating to me. Yeah, and then, I have a theory, but I want to hear your guys' theory. Why do you think? Because it was Seth Meyers and uh, Jimmy Fallon on NBC who are airing the show again <laughs> that were snubbed. Why do you? Think? And also Bill Maher. And Bill. And Maher. also Bill Maher. Why do you think? I think, you know, it's interesting, and I'm curious to hear your theory, yeah. too. This is a category that's been locked and loaded for so many years. Mm-hmm. You could predict the nominees. You could predict the winners. I think voters are saying, yeah, we want the people who are going to talk about politics the way yeah. we want to talk yeah. about okay. politics. Yeah. And I, I apologize that I left Seth Meyers out because I think he's done a tremendous job. But I think it was, you know, Fallon got snubbed last year, mm-hmm. and he got snubbed again this year. It, that's the message they're sending. Yeah, and I totally agree with that, and I'm glad you just basically but took my theory. we have to yeah. mention who the beneficiary of this like movement is and that's not many people had predicted Daily Show with Trevor Noah getting that yeah. sixth slot they said you know maybe Mar we all kind of realized he was vulnerable yes. um, and to some extent it was either going to be him or Samantha Bee who mm-hmm. were the most vulnerable um, she I, I think what's interesting is they both are these once a week shows like John Oliver hasn't held John Oliver back but it is it's another category where it seems a little crazy to be putting up guys and uh, and I guess in, in Michelle, well, well, certain people who are doing have to put out a new show every night of the week. Yes, against somebody who has to do one a week. Now they can they argue that it's hard to make that one hour so great if you're only going once. So, but it's anyway. The point was yeah, that, it's like putting Meet the Hollywood Press against yeah. the news <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when we get to that point. <laughs> but I also say like know. I think you could say that about any category. You could look yeah. at the drama category. Yeah. You're putting up shows with ten episodes right. against shows yeah. with twenty two. You know, I just I always say it's like writing a short story versus writing a novel. Right. Like it's completely different. Right. Trevor Noah, I think, is genius though. So like I couldn't be more thrilled oh, about no, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But not in place of uh, Bill. Like I think they're all genius. Um, but it's sort of I do agree that the politics is absolutely mm-hmm. I think that vote, it, Hollywood is so hot button when it comes to this and to not be talking about it which you know Jimmy Fallon Seth Meyers you're right but I think it's more like Seth Meyers coming on the later hour. There's just not as much um, exposure to the show. You sort of, like, it's an afterthought. And I, I really like him when I watch the clips, but I don't remember mm-hmm. top of mind and that I want to he's less of a viral media presence yes. than James Corden, who's his yep. time, you know, slot counterpart. But James, and also I think you have to look at how these guys did during the voting period. They, Very much like, so. Like, Corden closed unbelievably with oh that Oh my god, the McCartney Paul McCartney thing. thing. If yes. you haven't watched that, just yeah. stop what you're no, doing right now best, and go watch it. Thing and one of the best things I've ever seen on Late Night. Oh, it's and he, I don't think the timing was coincidental no. that they're going to mm-hmm. unload that then. You yes. had some really good stuff from from these other guys during that period. I, I actually thought Fallon had a, a pretty good chance of breaking in this year yeah. um, because I think, first of all, he did distance himself from and yeah. sort of apologize for the thing that had happened with Trump that caused him to be bounced fluffing last year. His, right. Fluffing, his, fluffing hair. his hair and whatever. But think about Samantha Bee. Like, in the midst yeah. of voting, too, she had her own, you know, controversy Fact- of her yes. own. Feckless, you know. see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it yes. seemed to work to her well, benefit. Yeah, it, did, it didn't get her bounced from the ballot, which these, I'm really glad to see. These voters might have shared her sentiments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Modern Family, was it even like, what do you feel about that? It's time. I mean, I think, look, yeah. it's hard. I mean, I think, you know, we've all been doing this for a long time. I think we notice, you know, among Emmy voters, there's a certain tendency to keep nominating the shows, same shows year after year. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you know, that's what the, that's been their habit. I think in the interim, in the you know advent of peak TV and all of these shows coming out, I think it's time for other shows to, you know, fresh blood to come in. And, you know, yeah. and I think it's good to see a Mrs. Maisel in that category, a glow. You know, there's yeah. a lot of great work being done on the comedy space. 
do Scott, do you feel though that there are broadcast um, series be- like it's like it's not that only This Is Us is the greatest broadcast, the only good broadcast show. Right. Do you feel that broadcast is at a disadvantage because that the streamers can be more provocative? Oh, they, it's they, they're just not under- built into the recipe that you have to, in some ways, you can't be as edgy because you can't say and show everything like these can. Yeah. You you have to kind of milk stories to the point where sometimes you're overdoing it what because you have to spread it out over sometimes more than twice as many episodes yeah. you um you know there are just so many th- that you have to kind of overdo it sometimes with exposition because you have to come back from commercials yeah. they're at an inherent disadvantage and i think that you know so you have one one broadcast show for drama as you say this is us and one for a comedy series blackish and i think you know you there are others that deserve to be in the conversation, but they were probably not even... There were eight nominees, for whatever reason, this year for comedy series, and Modern Family couldn't even crack eight, uh, which I'm not saying was wrong, because I agree, the ship has sailed a while ago, yes. but it's just interesting. And But then again, in fairness to a, place, uh, a show like Modern Family, you know, when they were new and fresh, they were doing edgy stuff and diverse, you know, promoting diversity in a way that wasn't everywhere. And so some of the shows that are now nominated probably wouldn't be there without a modern without family. Without a modern family. Uh, so they definitely paved the way. Um, do you, is there anything else that sticks out to you um, snub-wise? Like, was there anything else shocking, like, on the top of your list of... Al Pacino. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, like, I think if there was ever a path to winning an Emmy Award, it was yeah. an older male actor doing an HBO movie. Here, just make your show, get, yeah. get your Emmy. <laughs> Thank you for playing. Yeah. Um, you know, you can talk about whether or not it was a good performance, whether or not it was a good show, all of that. But the fact that the yeah. the usual allure of star power didn't work for Al Pacino was really a surprise to me. What do you think? I would add The Looming Tower. I think, mm-hmm. you know, if that was the limited series from Hulu that... Yeah. Um, I think you know some people were looking at it as a, as probably the greatest threat to the assassination of Gianni Versace in the limited series category. Yeah. Now it looks like a pretty clear. I don't know. Godless from Netflix is going to get a big push, but I, I think Gianni Versace, based on the diversity of its nominations, yes. clearly yeah. has a lot of support. But um, you know, and Looming Tower did get a lot of uh, other recognition. Da- yeah. Jeff Daniels, um, Michael, Michael Stuhlbarg. Stuhlbarg. Yeah. Um, so it's. That was just a little strange. And I think actually just as, you know, I know you, you wanted to at some point today cover things that maybe we're, we haven't all been talking about yet. Yes. Well, let me just maybe take the liberty of inserting here. Please do that. I think, I don't know that this was the deciding thing for voting, but there have been rumblings that they've already been working on a second season of The Looming Tower to continue that. Uh, like a writer's room, I think, may already be up. Yeah. and. Big Little Lies got away with that last year. They they waited until just after they had been the voting ended for fi- for uh, post nominations voting yes. to let us know that it's actually not a limited series. Yeah. And there's and so I think that it, it people are getting a little bit annoyed with the idea that you compete as a limited series, but you yourselves already know that you're not a that limited you're going to have right. season two. Yeah. Although I do think I would argue the fact that Big Little Lies didn't know, but you're saying they did know. They within knew the they period just literally announced okay, the okay. minute voting ended, but it didn't set out to be initially a uh, second season. Like when they got together, correct or no, correct. They they originally yeah. always attended it, but it's kind of like when you have that murderer's row together. Like, of yeah. course it's going right. to work, of course. But I think for me where the limited series work is 
the Ryan Murphy model. Yeah. You know, you have a different concept. You come back the next yeah. season. That's what a limited series is to mm-hmm. me. And I think we need to be a little bit more stringent about defining that. Yes. What does it mean? What does it look like? And I think, you know, because some of these shows are definitely skirting the rules with that a lot. And the one that falls in the, the type of show that still falls in this gray area between limited series and TV movie are these anthology series like Black Mirror, which, you know, last year it won Best TV Movie for an episode of that. This year, I think that's going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And yet, these aren't TV movies. No, it's a series. And it's absolutely a series, and you know what you're getting. It's got a format. It's got a feel. And I think that's a little bit, you know, playing against the rules. Do you consider uh, Will and Grace a snub in comedy? I do, just because, you know, maybe certainly some of the actors, because I think it was very much embraced, you know, its first time out. It was, you know... It did well this, you know, in this iteration, and certainly, again, to your point, you've got eight comedy series. It's a little bit of a surprise not to see Will and Grace in there. Because the interesting thing I remember being the year be- when we knew that the reboot was coming and the actors had hit the uh, awards circuit the year before. They were holding Deborah from like talking on carpets, and I remember her overhearing like the public go, "Oh, next, you know, yeah, she'll yeah, be yeah. doing." And it was like to see them not get the nominations because they sort of expected it, at least on the show end of things. Was I love the show? I mean, I loved yeah. it the first run, but it's um, I don't consider it a snub necessarily because I feel like it's like had its uh, the reboots like just like Roseanne. We Lori got recognized, yeah. but the show at large. Obviously, we know why that right. was not going to get recognized for Roseanne's tweets and everything else. But um, do you feel that where Fuller House made that strategic decision, knowing that like it had its run and it sort of like let the fresher shows, the newer uh, first run series, get their shot? Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, Will and Grace first of all started out with big ratings and then it just went down the toilet yes. and did not end well. And I think that you know they got Mullally in there for supporting, but. Um, yeah, I think NBC was definitely, that's got to have been one of their bigger disappointments right up there with Mandy. I want to sure. ask you, too, why I had, like, that's one of my biggest questions I wanted to ask the two of you as experts on this. Um, how do you feel about the way they group supporting in, in the Emmys? That it's, like, not just, like, it's not like you have a supporting, you know what I'm saying, where it's, like, she, they compete with with supporting actors and actresses, like, also in limited, correct? Yes, yeah, so limited movie is, is combined together. Combined, it's a little, yeah. It's, yeah. It's definitely weird to me. Like, it, I, I actually, at this point, don't think that TV movie should be a separate category in its own. It just feels like that's not where the creative juice is anymore. Yeah. I know historically they've gone back and forth. But if the categories themselves are separate, then the acting category should be separate. Should be separate. And look, I am yeah. not arguing for making the show longer. Right. It is a little too long. <laughs> no, yeah. But it is weird. Again, it goes to apples yeah. and oranges when it comes to the competition. Right, because yeah. like, like you're saying, you end up here with a situation where you've got um, like Penelope Cruz or Judith Light from, from the nine hours of Gianni Versace up against Letitia Wright from one hour or whatever uh, episode installment of Black Mirror. It's exactly. just totally different. It's a, and it's a completely different performance as well. Do you feel that um, putting also like Saturday Night Live against uh, scripted comedy? I Like I love that Saturday Night Live got all these nominations, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. do you feel that that's a proper classification? It's I, weird. It's weird. They I still haven't gotten that category so. right. It's also okay. weird to have Sarah Bareilles in there for and John Legend. Like These guys are great. I'm glad they're getting recognized somewhere, but yeah. They're up against people that are doing a totally different thing. And right. they're maybe – I guess it's sort of at that point where there's not enough live performances to have their own area. Yeah. But it seems like you just throw them in with something. Right. It's weird to me that Saturday Night Live competes as a sketch show right. in one category. But then its its cast competes in, co- right. in, in supporting and then guest. Right. And again, that's a sure ticket to an Emmy. But – 
it's but who definitely... has to write that ship? Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's also a little weird to me that how do you pick out from? from I I don't know that in my mind, uh, Ad Bryant or Leslie Jones were markedly better than anyone else on that show. In fact, I would argue for other people. I mean, it totally makes sense. I'm nice. I'm happy to see Keenan Thompson finally. Finally, finally that was 15, a lot of yes. goodwill around the yes, yes, totally. yes. But it's hard to pick out somebody when you're dealing with such an ensemble of a show. Yeah, well, is it, there's real submitted, right? Correct. Like to producers, for, is it yes, like the but, daytime? But, but here's the like, question: yeah. Like, how much do you actually watch? I mean, you get screeners, I get yeah. screeners. There's yeah. A pile on my desk mm-hmm. that's literally the cabinet is collapsing underneath yeah. it. It's yeah. insane the number of screeners, especially when you're thinking, talking about streaming series where you can turn on your TV and watch yeah. them. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how many people actually watch those screeners and watch those episodes. Yeah, and I think they're often voting weirdly because they're confused for a different season than the one they're actually voting yes. for. So like, it's not a coincidence that certain shows, second season, for instance, is rolling yeah. out now are rolling right. out now. Yeah. People don't know what they're voting for. They don't. Am I voting for this season of, you know, Glow, Glow or am I voting and for okay because it's yeah. all dropped at the same right? Time. It's actually because right. it's the first season of Glow that's eligible, right. but we're watching the second exactly. season of Glow right now. So with the big crossover episode, to just uh, circling to Shondaland for a second, how Viola got nominated for the guest um, uh, guest actor actor, but for her appearance on Scandal right. with the crossover, right? Do you feel that it's just because um, I said there was been articles about this in the past with like the sort of token like why does Carrie get shocked though like because Carrie's performances in those episodes was just as good like why is it do you believe voters just see Viola Davis's name at this point and they just like they circle it yes. Because I, I sometimes feel there's an element of that. And sure. I love her. Just no, I love her, too. Like, I think she's super talented. And if we do this again next year, and we'll be talking about Meryl Streep and Big Little Lies, just tan her the Emmy right now. Yeah, because right. It's just, we're good. It's like Meryl's on the ballot. <laughs> like, okay, we got Meryl's it. been cast, and she will be winning an Emmy Award. I can pre-write <laughs> right. that story yeah. And right keep now. in mind, though, when you're... I, I think if we're talking about... You're saying Carrie going on to... Because Carrie Washington was nominated. They, they put her up for all the same things that Viola was put up for for this last season of Scandal, but she right. got But snubbed. remember, so what Viola's getting nominated for, though, is, like, the one crossover episode. She's there for, you know, basically, in the guest acting category, you are only... Like, Carrie's competing against... The, the big guns because she's the lead of the show, right? No, they but Carrie would have been yes. for, oh, how for going into how to get away. Right. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. right. They both were submitted for the same as I think. I think people don't know what they're doing in the guest acting category. They look for a familiar name or like a show that, I mean, if we looked at who actually got nominated yeah. this but year. But my favorite is the yeah. woman from Handmaid's Tale who I defy anyone to name, Kelly Jeanette, who right. was in one right. episode. Right. One episode. <laughs> she played Luke's White. Luke's White. <laughs> right. She did an amazing job, but I need someone to explain that nomination. And I'm not saying she's not deserving. Of no, well, they were going to just go yeah. hard, hard for Handmaids. But what was interesting was Marissa Tomei, who's obviously much better known than her, right. didn't get it. Yeah, so how did yeah, they yeah. pick her over Marissa Tomei? Okay, so any, while we like round up the acting categories here, just with the buzzer on anything that we haven't like covered that really um, stuck out to you in acting categories. Um, you know, I, I got to give a shout out to Matt Smith because I felt like he was ignored that first season of The Crown, um, and Vanessa Kirby too. Like, I think if you love the show, you love all of these performances, yes. and they did a great job. So I was glad to see voters kind of went deep. And again, we keep talking about these weird snubs where actors were not nominated and shows were nominated, but in a case where the actors were actually nominated for the show, I was I was excited. 
excited for them. And there were a lot of multi-hyphenates who got acting nominations this year. So you had Donald Glover, who's also getting, I think, writing and directing noms. Same for Bill Hader. Mm -hmm. Um, You have that with Jason Bateman, got a directing nom and an acting nom for Ozark. Uh, Pamela Adlon did not get writing this year because she was sharing the potential nomination Mm -hmm. with Louis C.K. You had... Issa Rae, who's an interesting case as well. Um, I'm just going down here. Also, John Legend has a chance at uh, e. finally and getting he got, he got. Darren Chris, come on! Yeah, like, I mean, he's winning. He's winning. To me, it's like it's his to lose. Correct. Correct. Right. Could we talk about Versace for a second? Because yeah, so, sure. I think you covered it, but. I personally was just a huge fan, just mm-hmm. from a, from a viewership standpoint, and I was literally going to boycott if Darren didn't get nominated. But but it but do you but did it surprise you that they all got nominations? Pretty much, like not really. I I think it was clearly like as every year with the Ryan Murphy FX mm-hmm. entry, it yeah. just always is one of the nomination leaders. I actually thought that Michael Norrie should have also gotten in there. He was great as the he was great. older. But yeah. it's not all of these are pretty um defendable selections. Selections, yeah. yeah. So there's not really anyone that you're like, oh my God, this was like no, I would just highway say like, robbery. They, no. they didn't I mean, get a- <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Judith Light got nominated. I mean I think yeah. look I think clearly if they watched a show, I mean maybe look you know the FX publicity machine is one of the best in the business yes. and they had a great product to put out there it was easy to watch you know the episodes were all there you know and clearly it showed that the voters watched that one you you brought up Matt Smith and so I just have to bring this up for a second do you think that the pay disparity issue that plagued the whole Claire Foy with Matt Smith gives her more goodwill in the in the race for the actual Emmy because people want to make good on the fact that she sure. was screwed in there's that case. some of that they, they did rectify it though after the fact that but but, you know, but there's the, there's a few things going in her favor. Elizabeth Moss already won, so yes. you've been ta- you've taken care of her. This is the last time Claire Foy is going to be eligible for the crown. Right. Yeah, um, she's also uh, maybe even by the time of the end of Emmy voting, you're going to start hearing more about the fact that she's in First Man, the new Damien Chazelle movie, which is going to be one of the biggest Oscar contenders of the year. Yeah. So I think awareness of her is is increasing, and also we can't underestimate how popular The Crown is, particularly with actors, yeah. where it's Matt Smith, Vanessa Kirby. Last year, it was I think it was Lithgow and Claire Foy. Yeah. Now you've got uh, some other noms. They have uh, Matthew Good in guest acting. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a very popular show. And Netflix, I think, last year maybe regrets the fact that they put their weight behind Stranger Things over The Crown, which yeah. just demographically I don't think makes sense with this group. No. But this year, I think they realize that, and they are going to go hard for the, go crown. for the crown. It's amazing that we've been talking this long and this is the first time you brought up Stranger, Stranger things. things. I know, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's why I was going to ask, do you watch Stranger Things? I do watch Stranger Things. It's generational because, yeah, I'm like into Stranger Things, but The, the Crown, I like. The Crown, so I love. Yeah. I love The Crown. If it was between The Crown and Stranger Things, I'm taking The Crown. Interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah. interesting. Yeah. I just think it's a okay. really well-done, well-produced it show is. at every level and I think yeah. sometimes that's really what the Emmys are about, honoring. Yeah, exactly. They look at what a show, you know, what it takes to make a good show. Good show. So then just looking at the comedy category, Mm-hmm. The big comedy prize. What are your feelings on that? We were talking about it's, I, look, I think it's a tough call. I think it's between Atlanta and Maisel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think obviously Maisel has momentum from the Globe win. I think it's a really, again, well done, really well produced mm-hmm. show. I'd be curious, you know, if, if, if the great greater world has heard of Maisel, if it's really penetrated that much. I don't hear people talking about it. I always hear people mispronouncing it, which always makes me laugh. Yes. Which is fine. Like, I love the show, but I feel like it's made for me. It's about a Jewish woman from New York. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a focus group. Like, <laughs> thank you. But I, I, that's, you know, what I was saying. 
you earlier. I really I've been constantly amazed at sometimes somebody's mother or sister or girlfriend ropes a, a, a male friend of mine into watching the show and they love it too and I feel yeah. like throughout the industry I've heard stories like this and I think that the 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 one kind of way they could satisfy everybody here because I think Barry's the third one of the big three contenders there. I yeah. think Henry Winkler's winning supporting actor in a comedy yes. for that. I think Rachel Brosnan's certainly winning for Maisel. So then you could give it to Atlanta and everybody gets something but my gut feeling actually at the moment still is that I think Maisel will end up edging it out but that's we'll see over the coming don't you feel like that that amazon show though got attention because of the win the year that like nobody expected it the first time it won like i felt like that raised the profile of the show like what you just said about the we were talking about this on last week's episode that when i was saying about we don't know how many viewers actually watch netflix and i mean if we get like under the radar numbers Mm -hmm. here and there but it's interesting to me because i do think that that also plays into like ratings on an emmy show because we're the hollywood in our microcosm some times is celebrating this like shows that the industry loves the writers that write about them love but does the i want to know how many people watch these shows well they they get their red meat is going to be game of thrones and they're going to have enough reasons to watch this is us and they're going to they'll be very prominent i'm sure in terms of camera cutaways they'll be emphasized because yeah they they understand you got to keep viewers interest but i i they clearly at all of these award shows are moving away from uh, the mass popular programs yep. and offerings. I mean, the Tonys just gave it to um, the last several years to shows. Hamilton became a big thing, but all yeah. of these have been small, smaller shows. The Emmys is, you know, uh, granted uh, Game of Thrones has done very well, but otherwise they're sort of much, you're not going for the broadcast mass audience type things. Yeah. And Oscars as well. Moonlight, um, Shape of Water. These are not the movies that That's are breaking true. the box office. So no. I've got actually a question for you. Yeah. Who do you think we think wins Best Actor in a Comedy? Does it, is it Donald Glover again, or it goes elsewhere? So Best Actor in a Comedy, you've got Anthony Anderson, Ted Danson, who's nominated for the first time for A Good Place, Larry David, <laughs> yes. always nominated for playing himself, Donald Glover, Bill Hader, William H Macy. I think the the smart money is on Donald Glover, but I would not totally rule out. Bill Hader. Yep. No, I was just going back to your point yeah. about splitting the votes. Yeah. So if you cover the field, yeah. you know, Rachel Brosnahan gets it for acting. Right. Um, does that mean, you know, Donald Glover get it for comedy? Or is it Bill Hader and then you just get one more show covered there? I think people really like that show. And HBO has, uh, you know, in terms of their investment in the comedy race, they, yeah. they do have Curb as well and, um, and Silicon Valley. But I think those shows they realize are not viable winners, potential winners, so they're going to go hard for Barry. And mm-hmm. I think they're... Henry Winkler, there's a lot of goodwill, and he, he may be able... If they're smart, I think they pair him with Bill Hader a lot over the next couple of months, and uh-huh. they raise his profile, too. And Hollywood likes new and shiny. I mean, Kerbner... Yes. Do you think Kerbner enthusiasm, again, I've not, I've not been a viewer of the show, but do you think it still holds up to Emmy quality this far into it? Like, does it really deserve it, or is it just kind of, again, the Meryl Streep syndrome? Oh, Curb's on the I ballot. I think that's a legacy yeah, nomination. A legacy. Yeah, yeah, legacy nomination. I mean, I didn't hear people talking about the season, like, oh, did you see that scene? You know, oh, that, that scene was so fantastic. Right. That episode, it was great. There was a lot of attention on the first episode. Then I think right. it kind of petered it fell out. Off. Got it. Okay, I did so learn then... what lamping is, though. That was good to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Drama series, really quickly, and then just final thoughts. Drama series. I think it comes down to Handmaids or Game of Thrones. Um, it's really tough to call. I mean, 
I I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. I guess it goes to Game of Thrones. I think it's just it's too hard to beat that show. It's too big. I agree. If the voting if it was tomorrow, I will be interested to see how effective Netflix can be at getting the Crown serious attention on a par with those. Um, because again, you, you, maybe the argument if they are effective will be Game of Thrones has already won a zillion times, and next year is its last year. That's when you send yeah, it off. Right. Handmaid's just won last year. The crown in the form that we've the only form we've ever known it with Claire Foy and Matt Smith and whatever that's ending after this so if you want to recognize them and the show now's the time and clearly a lot of people really like it and same obviously with the Americans as the last shot just doesn't have that depth of support or will not have that much financial backing in the way that Netflix will just go to town on do you think people, voters, though, are thinking of the stuff that, like, we're thinking of where you're saying, like, to know that it's ending or to know, like, are they are they hyper aware? Are they just kind of, like, right. voting on the performance? Or to know that, you know, they won last year and so That's they can't That's these yeah. guys' that, job. That's, and that they make a lot of money, the strategists who get brought in uh, <laughs> yeah. to do this. And I think they, you know, with 23,000 people... We can't speak in a generality about any of them. Do they, yeah. you know, they're so... Well, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's a really tough call because I think, you know, the Emmys are so different than every other voting category. The Globes, right. it's 90 people. I could convince right. 90 people yeah. of anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, the Oscars, it's 9,000, but it's a different pattern because by the time right. you've rolled up to the Oscars, you've lived through seven other award shows and it's been told to you, this is the person that's going to win. And with the Oscars, it's the opposite of what it is with the Emmys where... Your peer, you know, the the branches pick the nominees because that's their area that makes yeah. sense. But then the Oscars, for some reason, decide that everyone is then qualified to vote for everything in the second round. Yeah. So it is, it becomes a, a thing where if you can just sort of create a mass perception, you can it can happen. But here, the wins for acting are only going to be decided by the actors. The yeah. direct, you know, it's it, it's going to be much more fractured. You don't have. But a everyone sweep. votes for drama and comedy. Everyone votes for the top categories. Got it. Well, Deborah Scott, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Because I mean, you weren't you weren't tired of talking Emmys for the last four days that we needed to talk <laughs> one last time. Um, I want to thank Alina, my co-host, for oh, joining you. us. Um, great conversation. Thanks, Loved Alina. It. Thank you. And come back next week to meet the Hollywood press. Thanks for watching. Executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.